The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave! Dave smells like nougat! Now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. We are back after a week off of me frolicking in Disney World, nearly dying. Uh, it's a special night tonight, people. Kevin Held has deemed us worthy of his presence. Uh, so, Kevin, thanks for dropping in. On, it's a special occasion. Of course, you drop in on an occasion where there is absolutely, positively, not a goddamn thing of Saints news to talk about. So, we need the jokes, is what I'm saying. We need the spice. I am the spice. <laughs> uh, oh, and remember, you can find us on Facebook and the Twitters and uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, just search Saints Happy Hour Podcast. So, um... Y'all we'll get to my Disney trip out? later on. Uh, Andrew, uh, there's really no yeah, Saints yeah, Hold on. Yes. Yes, we did, Kevin. And can you please subscribe for God's sake? <laughs> yeah. Subscribe yes, like 10 times. Absolutely subscribe. <laughs> These, hey, look, man. Y'all, look, y'all, y'all are throwing out some furniture. Y'all have added new furniture. Y'all have rearranged things in the house since, I, uh, since, since last I've been in. So, you know, I'm just asking questions. I'm actually moving tomorrow. So these analogies hit particularly close to home right now yeah are you gonna try not to throw out your back moving stuff around juge oh i no I, there, there will be no lifting a finger I, i've already told my wife that um i will not be uh i will not be doing anything we've hired movers and i plan to sit on the couch drink beer and watch them move me that's a little rude don't you think well i, I don't mean i don't mean that literally but I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's, I'm too old. My back is already kind of, I've got like some L5 issues already. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, I'm a parent of two young kids that constantly want me to pick them up. I'm not wrecking my back for a move. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. My kid is suddenly <laughs> attached to me. I had to carry his ass like 90% of the time in Disney world. And my crippled ass was just broken in half by the end of the five days. I, I got to save my back to break it on those occasions. Exactly. I mean, I had such a gigantic callus on my foot. It like ruptured at day two of Disney World. My, I was just gimping along in Disney World. People were taking pity on me. It was, it was funny, but sad. Um, 
So the Saints have minicamp this week. Uh, so we have to pretend to give a shit about it. But Kevin, I saw, and this this might be the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever seen. NOLA.com had just raw footage of Taysom Hill just like stretching and wait, like throwing on, a couple hold of warm up passes. Wait, wait, you, you, now you, you can't do this to us. It had 10,000 views. Did you just mute yourself? Did I just mute myself? I think I did. We, we, we heard nothing. There was like dead silence for a good 30, 30 seconds. seconds. And then you, you come back, to, you come back to and start talking about Taysom Hill. Right. Shit. Um, so like anyway, I was talking about my back, you went dead silent, and then it was Taysom and, and, Hill. And I said I hiked a mountain yesterday while you two were complaining about your back. <laughs> we should probably just leave this in. It's fantastic. Yeah, leave it all in. <laughs> this, no. is what the people, uh, this is what the people want. They want, they want, look, there's nothing happening. There's no news. There is nothing. There is nothing. They might as well have dead air, right? <laughs> right. I'll clip it out and then it'll be it'll be awkward and then I'll just I'll just explain to the people right now that I muted myself by accident because I'm a douchebag. Um so so I'll just repeat what I had said is uh Taysom Hill, they had Wait, I wanna know how you segued from injured backs and climbing mountains to to, to Saints talk. How did you I didn't, I just was like blah 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 blah. Uh, anyway, but what I was what I was saying when I was before I muted myself like a douchebag <laughs> is they had highlights of Taysom Hill uh, stretching on NOLA.com and throwing like four passes and ten thousand motherfuckers watched that shit. The Taysom Hill hype train is I, it, Kevin. I don't know, like like training camp hype out of controlness like this might be like record levels of shit for like like is that, is that train wheezing it is it's like a, it's like a <laughs> it's like thomas the tank engine with uh with uh with uh <laughs> iron lung you know oh, we got we got helium kevin back that's good oh my god we've transformed into ira and the douche and it's great <laughs> so but but Kevin, you you go. Hey, can you ever remember a dude that just got like out of control hype before camp even started? That wasn't like a draft pick or something. Oh, that wasn't a draft pick, huh? Uh, the dude that could do I flips, like from a standing position. I forgot his name. Oh, Walter Walter uh, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh, was, it that Walter the, Tom? was the Oklahoma State guy, right? Yeah, wasn't he from Oklahoma State? Whoever it was, like he was only in training camp for like less than a day. <laughs> I think it was Walter Thomas, but yeah, he got a lot of hype on the SaintsReport.com back in the day. He was the guy that could do. He was like 350 pounds and could do black backflips, right? Yeah, right. Standing yeah, I think backflips. yeah, Oklahoma State is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the hell do I? How do I remember that? Yet I couldn't tell you. I can't. Man, the litany of shit that I can't tell you. Yet I can remember this clown went to Oklahoma State, washed out in a day, and the next day Sean Payton put the put the 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 fucking guy on blast. <laughs> uh, so, but I mean, 
like, I mean, that's the only name we can come up with. Andrew. Was, I think was, the, uh, was Adrian McPherson a draft pick? Yes. Yes, he was. Okay. He's a seventh but, round pick. But, but you are correct. I mean, there was a a not so small group of Saints fans that were convinced Adrian McPherson was the next Joe Montana. Yeah, I mean, didn't he get run over by a cart too in a training camp? (laughs) He absolutely did. The Titans, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. How do I remember this? (laughs) I thought it was the Rams. I cannot remember shit of consequence from, from, from a season that I watched. I can't remember that much detail about my own wedding. The hell is wrong with me? It's like guys that have Alzheimer's, though, but they'll like remember something from fifty years ago. (laughs) You know, I think it's kind of like that. Kevin, Kevin's like, I mean, I mean, no, but that's like you play, you play like some Alzheimer's patient. You can play stuff that they were like dancing to when they were in their twenties with like their wife. And you play it, they'll start swaying, and they can tell you what she was wearing. Like, that's an important moment. That's like something that ties into who they are fundamentally as a human being. Right. Like, oh, yeah, my, my wife and all that kind of stuff. My I life. just remembered some dipshit that did a backflip and was spent <laughs> one day at St. Training Camp. I remembered his alma mater. Okay. I, 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 will, I will give to you that Walter Thomas, where he went to college, I mean, that's impressive stuff. But – Adrian McPherson getting run over by a golf court cart during a preseason game and knocking him out for the season. That, I mean, that's legendary stuff, right? That there. might, that might be like, like if you, if you visit I mean, like the most Saints, Saints moments life, ever, Saints like that would be top forming 10. stuff right there. That'd be like top that and Albert Canell stealing from Deuce, like the most Saintsy moments in history. Yeah. Top 10. Cam Cleland detaching his retina by getting hit with a bag of coins. I mean, McPherson getting run over by a golf cart is up there. Uh, what other? It oh, Andre Royal signed his too. contract and no, getting arrested at the strip club. It, That's another it the yes. team mascot driving yes. the golf cart. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, insult to injury, man. Literally. <laughs> Did he ever play again? Did he ever even like take a fake preseason snap again? Yeah, yeah, from under left guard. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I don't remember that. McPherson lined up under left guard and tried to take a snap. I do not. In a preseason game. And the running back had to tell him to move over to the right. <laughs> what about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. That was him. So, here's the thing, like, uh, Andrew, is there anything that you're going to be, like, looking at minicamp and being like, oh, that's that's really positive news? Well, being an LSU homer um, and seeing all this good news about Trayvon Durrell, I'm kind of excited about him. I heard his legs got a lot stronger, and that's kind of, well, first of all, yeah, the injury, so that means maybe he's recovering from that, but also I think he's got to get his his wheels, the speed back. So Draven Durall could make a roster spot. I mean, that's at least like something I'm excited about to watch. Um, and you know, we'll clap too. So I would say those two LSU guys seeing how they do as an LSU Homer. Um, otherwise 
I mean, for me, it's really the backup quarterbacks. Like, I expect Tom Savage to be awful. I expect Taysom Hill to be the backup. Um, you know, JT Barrett's in there. I know some Saints fans are convinced he's the next Adrian McPherson. Um, and I don't know if I meant Pope. that. In a, I don't know if I meant that in a good way or a bad way, but um, <laughs> but but uh, you know, I, I am I am interested in seeing all three of those guys play. I mean, I, I kind of expect all three of them to not be good enough, honestly. I mean, Taysom Hill, I'm most curious about, but I think he could still easily be a disaster, and so. I'm very, very curious to see how these guys do um, because, you know, there's Drew Brees is getting older and I'm kind of feeling it. I think as Saints fans, we're all kind of feeling it like, all right, they, they need to have some contingency plan because not only could Drew retire in a couple of years, but I mean, we can't just keep expecting him to play 16 games indefinitely every season. Kevin, uh, People were saying that if Taysom Hill has one good throw in minicamp or one good throw in a preseason game, we should do live podcast during his preseason games when he plays. Um, but here's a question for you. The rumor this week for the Patriots was that Rob Gronkowski was mad and blah, 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 and that the Patriots were going to trade him. So if the Saints have like Ben, ben Watson, like he – gets catches Alzheimer, it goes into full effect and he can't play anymore or like that dude that they they did undrafted is bad. Like if they traded for Rob Gronkowski, say like Tuesday, would you pay twenty five dollars a month to to have access to Rob Gronkowski's Bourbon Street Instagram feed? Uh, oh let's see. Mm. I think twenty five dollars is a little much. Uh, twelve fifty per six dollars and ninety cents. Andrew, would you pay to have access to Rob Gronkowski's Bourbon Street Instagram feed? As long as as he was allowed to go to strip clubs, absolutely. <laughs> I think he would be. I, I don't see the problem. I mean, as long as he as long as he performs on Sunday, like if he wants to go to the Gold Club after the game, if he yeah, catches and six- to be to be clear, like it wouldn't be so that I can see nudity. Um, this this is purely so I could watch him behave at a strip club. <laughs> just just to be clear, <laughs> like, do you think Rob Gronkowski, Kevin? Do you think he would would hit like the upscale strip clubs? Or does he hit like Downs Lounge? Oh, no way! And like he hits them all. He yeah. hits them all. I don't. I, I don't. I, I. I think. I think Rob Gronkowski is a is a uh, gourmand of the uh, <laughs> stripping art. I think he strikes me as a bang for your buck kind of guy. Man, a strip club, you get what you pay for. That's all I could say in my experience. But I feel like. Uh, I'm 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 trolling a drawing a oh visions visions is the famous one on the West Bank that's where you get your bang for your buck if you want to scuttle butts too my wife yelled out Jesus I mean you might as well I mean you might as well (laughs) you might as well send the guy you might as well send the guy over to the Downs Lounge for Christ's sake (laughs) dude. The, That's the, an old throwback for anybody over the age of thirty. The, is Chris the, Owens still alive? 
Well, here's the thing, though. The 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 uh, Rob Gronkowski I mean, Twitter a lot feed sense that her brain and her heart function, but I don't know about anything else. <laughs> the Twitter thread yes. of Rob Gronkowski at Downs Lounge or Chris Owens would be amazing. I think I, I if this I, I if you told me Rob Gronkowski was going to go full Rob Gronkowski every week on Bourbon Street, I would say the Saints should give the 2019 or the 2020 number one for Rob Gronkowski. That's how much I would want that, Kevin. I mean, Rob Gronkowski getting a lap dance from 90-year-old Chris Owens would pretty much make my life. And then Here's he, the he catches a game-winning touchdown the next day. Kevin, if the Saints, if, if I told you the Saints were guaranteed to win, win a Super Bowl, would you let Chris Owens, at 90 years old, give you back-to-back lap dances? Uh, if, Two songs. If, listen, let me How long are those songs? They, you can play fucking Stairway to Heaven. Back to back. <laughs> if Chris Owens, <laughs> listen, if Chris, if if it's a Super Bowl victory, you can you can play, uh, you know, fuck, you can play Houses of the Holy in its entirety. <laughs> I was gonna say 2012 Rush. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you can play. You can fucking play 2012 by Rush, <laughs> and, and, and and have Chris Owens give me the full the full deal, and as long as there's a Lombardi Trophy at the end of it, yeah, I, I'm I will I will take that. Uh, I will jump on that grenade, and uh, yeah, I I I don't care. I feel that, like that the next level would be like you Rob Gronkowski. You you give the Lombardi. You, listen. <laughs> If it is ne- in particular, if it's next year, because it's in Atlanta, right? Yes. Now, do we have to supply alcohol here, or would you even do this sober? No, I don't. I, yeah, I'll do it dead ass sober. Oh wow! Ooh, I I'll don't do know. I mean, Lamar Trophy. Dead ass sober. Yeah, that's that- hard for Ralph to comprehend because, frankly, he doesn't do anything without his bourbon. Right. I don't. No. I don't. I'm drinking right now. Although I'm drinking, I'm drinking some sort of German grapefruit beer that I discovered at Disney World, uh, and it was good. And I drank it constantly yeah. at Epcot, and uh, for it was like fourteen dollars for a twelve ounce thing. Thanks, Disney World. Ralph, you drink some nasty shit, man. <laughs> I do. I do. Hey, man. They didn't have hard liquor at Disney World. You couldn't get it. You had to have beer or like free frou frou drinks. So I, I had to go off the path. But here's the here's the question: How, Andrew? A serious kind of serious football question. How good would Rob Gronkowski have to be for Sean Payton to just let him run wild during the year in New Orleans? He'd have to average one touchdown a game. He would have to have a minimum of 16 scores for the season. <laughs> where, where it would be like the Greg Williams thing. Remember when Greg Williams taught, bragged of having a fuck you clause with Sean Payton? Oh, yeah. It would Rob be like that. Where like Gronk clause. would be like, I do whatever I want because as long we have a deal where as long as I average a touchdown a week and I'm at 16 at the end of the year, Sean can't say anything. It happens every time one of those dancers start poontying around. Okay, so basically <laughs> instead of a fuck you, 
So instead of a fuck you clause, it's just a fuck clause. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. Exactly, yeah. I you mean, know one thing too, Ralph, going back to your original question about camp, um, there is one thing I forgot to mention, um, and that's running back. With Ingram getting suspended, I'm just really, really curious who's going to get those snaps. Because you know Kamara's going to get a little bit more. But I, I mean – I feel like a lot of us as fans and a lot of us as bloggers have weighed in on how we expect that to play out between Boston Scott, Daniel Lasco, Jonathan Williams, uh, Trey Edmonds, all those guys. But I mean, I, I think all of us are kind of like, we have no idea what to expect from these guys. Kevin, here's a question. None of them have proven anything. Here's a question that, that only like 11 people in the world are going to care about, but I care about it. The highest price, an, a Saints player has ever gone for in our ridiculous auction Saints happy hour uh, fantasy league. Drew Brees went for $64 one time. Oh, it's Camara's going for higher. Camara over under $70, Kevin. Under. Under. Unless, listen, unless you end up fucking spending <laughs> That's, $70. You forget <laughs> Ralph is in this under. league. He's going to drop 75 bucks on him. Yeah, okay. I, I spent twenty eight on him this year, Andrew. $71. <laughs> I spent twenty eight right, on him this be year. Seven bourbons deep. <laughs> we There's usually have to draft early, reason. so it's mimosas. Seven a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm still taking. I'm still taking the under. I'll take so, Ralph out of the league. Maybe it's under, but <laughs> Ralph's in the league. It's over. It's over. Um, yeah. And Monadoul is in the league. Yeah. I mean, he might be the one guy crazier than Ralph. It, it's, it's, a it's a good it's thing true. there's no punters in the fantasy league because Monadula would drop $80 on Thomas Morstead. <laughs> uh, it's true. It is true. Um, so, like, I, this was a topic that I was thinking we were going to spend the most time on, and it, it detoured into Rob Gronkowski at the strip club with getting the lap dance from Chris Owens. But we got the World <laughs> Cup to sort of to sort of like to sort of like get us through the next month is like the sports thing we can like give a shit about like that and like NBA free agency if that sort of tickles your sports fancy. But I was thinking like if you built a Saints World Cup team. Who would you have on it? And here's the number one question. Uh, and either one of you can answer, but Kevin, you can go, you can go first. Sean Payton's going to be the coach, right? But does he wear the European, like, slender pants, suit, like, uh, tight-cut shirt? And is, is, are his Skinny nipples tie. showing on the sideline if he's coaching the Saints World Cup team? Uh, he's in sweats, I, man. He's in yeah, sweats. I want to say... I want to say he's probably rocking the Bob Bradley uh, uh, tracksuit. Oh man! I, the, I can the, see him. I can see him doing the Bob Bradley tracksuit. Hundred percent. Who's the guy? Absolutely. They had a coach for Newcastle the year they got relegated when they had like three different coaches, and the last dude would wear like a soccer. He would be dressed like a a player. I can't remember his name because I don't know. But like, didn't Jim they, Hazlitt do the tracksuit look? Yeah, but you, did he do yeah. it during games, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> so you see, you see Sean Payton wearing the skinny tie, man. No way. No. I mean, yeah. 
you're probably right. I mean, so like if you build in a team, like who do, who do, you got to have Morton Anderson just for the leg, right? But like, where do you put like Drew Brees? Do you put him like defensive mid? Like like who do, who do, who do I got? Well, we only do a whole team because that's boring. No one gives a shit. But right. if you had I was a, about to say, wait a second, front, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're running out of content. We're making up a World Cup team of soccer based on football players. This is this is top notch. We're desperate uh, stuff. Dude, Kevin, no one got arrested this week. I know. It's, so it's, that's it's, a plus, and that means no news, man. No one got suspended. I mean, what the fuck do the people want? I don't know what to tell. We don't get it. So, Andrew, give me a Saints player. Do you think would be awesome at soccer? Uh, I wish I had time to prep for this because I feel like I could do an awesome job with this. But um, you know, Breeze kind of strikes me as like an orchestrator, you know, like a, a, a heady midfielder, you know, who might be a little past his prime, but he still plays, you know, like, um, you know, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of those midfielders that are kind of like in their mid thirties and have been on national teams for a long time, but still play not because of their f- physical abilities at this point, but just because they know how to organize a team and all that. So breeze to me is kind of a midfielder, I could see Aaron Brooks being like that striker that just can't score goals. Like he's, he's got all the physical attributes. He's so fast. You know, he's got unbelievable potential, but like he just goes into major slumps where he can't, can't score sentence. and the fans hate, the fans hate him. Cause he's, you know, not putting up, putting up the numbers, but then like there's a small faction of fans that are just like, but he's, he could be so good. He's like the Josie Altador of the team. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Um, and then, you know, I, I'd say, I, I mean, I would say that your center back is Vaughn Johnson. Cause you know, you get, you need kind of the enforcer that's just going to kill people. people. Um, so I, yeah, I, I put Vaughn Johnson and Gene Atkins at, at center backs, those two right there. Um, and then I don't know, you need an athletic winger. So I, I'd go with Reggie Bush. Kevin, who, who do you think the Saints player would be amazing at soccer? <laughs> Um, I, I tell you what, uh, I'd like to see what Morstead would be like as a goalie. Ooh, that's oh, we got to put Jimmy Graham in goal now. Yeah. I think, no, the thing Ooh. is with Morstead, like the, his Colston ability to kick the goalie? ball far and, and drop it down, like do outlet passes would be fun. Do, do you think, do you think any Saints running backs would be good? Morstead needs to be taking all free kicks. <laughs> Do you think Kamara, Ingram, any of those guys would be good at, at soccer? Yeah, I, I feel like Sproles would be unbelievable. Front. No? Yeah, I, Kamara for sure, yeah. So, Kamara is the guy that comes in for Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks plays like 75 minutes and... <laughs> Has like two shots on goal. Neither neither of them are close to going in. And then Kamara comes in, replaces them in the seventy fifth minute, and, and scores immediately. Kevin, I think it's will, one of those. Do you, will you be watching the World Cup, even though the United States will not be playing? Uh, yes, I will be watching the World Cup uh, and paying attention. I and yes, you I know am. Adrian Peterson's playing for Iceland. <laughs> My wife has a bet on Iceland to win their group, man. My life. My life. My life. Um, 
Yeah. Y'all want to put this Adrian Peterson shit. Let, let me tell you. I, I oh I you know I can't even I can't even I'm not getting into it. Um, is, yeah, like Iceland would Iceland is my initial uh, rooting choice. I mean, I'm just I, I followed a flowchart that somebody posted online about oh who should you root for in the World Cup and I ended up actually getting Iceland, so I felt pretty happy about that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid rooting for any of the. Uh, like big powerhouses until like the end. And then I'll just pick a team to like root for whoever's in the final. Andrew, you root uh, for the most. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Andrew, you root for France, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't. Eh. I mean, I did live there for 13 years, but I don't really you actually lived in France for 13 years. Dude. How long have we known each other? You still don't know that. No, I just thought you were just like, I just thought you just liked, like maybe you vacationed there a lot. No, I lived there oh. for 13 years. Yeah, that's that's oh. where the PSG fanhood comes from. Right. I, okay. Yeah. I, I knew you were a PSG fan. Yeah. So I'm a diehard PSG fan, and so to be honest, like I'm more like interested in how the PSG players do, and so you know, like Cavani plays for Uruguay, so I'm kind of rooting for players, and there are a few PSG guys on the French team. There's there's several on the Brazilian team. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm kind of more just interested in like the individual players than like, I would say a specific country. So, so as we get through like the, the dead period of the month, like Kevin, when do you start really getting, like, when do you start really paying attention for, because right now I'm like not really paying attention to football. So that's why these hard podcasts are hard to do. And these topics, these are like nothing going on, whatever. When do you like start like really ramping up and like, giving a shit or like start paying attention to foot, like getting excited for, for football season. Is it like middle of July, end of July? Like when do you start like going, all right, it's football season now. Uh, when's, uh, when's the, uh, the first uh, game of the season? September, September 6th. Yeah. September 5th. You talking about the, the, (laughs) you talking about the saints first game or the NFL's first game? Uh, the NFL's first game. So the Saints' first game is, sorry, the ninth. Um, oh, my birthday. Which is a Sunday, so working back, I think the sixth might be that, that Thursday night game. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Yeah. Because by then, I, I will have uh, drafted my fantasy team and uh, watch Ralph overpay for somebody. I uh, will overpay. Camara. And, uh, and, and yes. I will, of course course still have $25 left uh in my fantasy bank account that we've been doing that league for like four years uh, and you still haven't learned i haven't learned how to control my spending and you haven't learned to spend enough right kevin you can't spend hard currency in hell man (laughs) (laughs) do i get it transferred in bitcoin uh so andrew when do you start like really getting excited um, yeah, pre. I'm with Kevin. Preseason is just so boring. My God, especially this um, year because the Saints are like locked in and they're good. So you can just like, yeah. even if they look shitty during the preseason, you can just blow it off and be like, it doesn't matter. Uh, cuts are interesting to me. I will say that. Like, I, I start to get excited when guys start getting cut because you know then the roster's taking shape and there's usually one or two surprises. So, 
that that the cuts are always interesting to me. So you know, you hear that everybody? Juge Juge revels in guys' dreams being shattered. (laughs) It's more like the roster taking shape than some guys' dreams being crushed. But yeah, you know, part of the deal. Um, (laughs) But you know, I what was I going to say? I just think at the end of the day, when you look at the Saints team and you're right. I, I, there, there's not a lot of. I mean, there's some rookies that I'm curious about. Of course, we all want to see how Davenport does, but you, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, Ralph, in that when you have a mature team and you have a roster where we know pretty much, I mean, there's a 53 man roster. There's probably a bubble of like 59 guys that we know are going to make the team or get cut, you know, and there's, there's, so there's like maybe six, seven, eight fringe players and the rest we know are going to make the team. And so there might be a couple injuries that change that up a little bit, but for the most part, when you have a mature team like that, it's just, it's less exciting. You know, there's left, there's less draft picks this year. Um, You know, it's not like the Browns where you're clinging on to anything, any sliver of hope. I mean, we fully expect the Saints to be competing for the division, competing yeah. for a playoff spot. And so preseason is, to me, it's more of an obstacle than <laughs> learning much about the team because I'm just terrified of guys getting hurt. Well, Kevin, didn't you, you used to call – I forget what they, they call it, but what, what you used to say it was like uh, preseason was like the uh, an ink blot or like that picture on the wall that like people can see whatever they want to see. Like when you're good – you can just excuse anything. Like last year, we were like, the defense better fucking show us something because it had been, bad. It had been horrible for three years, right? And we're like, you better show us something to, to get our hopes up in the preseason. And they did, and it worked out. Um, but I just – like this year in preseason, all – like the team has to care more about they, – they can't just be like, we got to stay healthy through the preseason. Like they got to work on stuff. I understand that. But like for me, I'm like – just don't have anybody get hurt, but of course people will because that's that's football. Um, I mean, seriously, like I said, the only two things I'm even remotely curious about in preseason. I mean, you know, you know again, obviously, I want to see how the rookies do. I want to see Davenport flash a little bit. Um, it would be nice to see the two defensive backs maybe show a little something. But you know, overall, like the two things that I'm watching are one. Is, are the backup quarterbacks. I'm just curious to see how they play, and hopefully that won't even matter come the regular season. Hopefully they'll never play. And then B, it's just the running backs besides Kamara, because someone's going to have to play for Ingram. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just case. really curious to see if someone steps up, because I've kind of made the dark horse prediction, or I don't know if it's dark horse, or I don't even know if this is a hot take. But my prediction is that that someone will be getting snaps at running back for the Saints week one that's not currently on the roster. Um, and my my basis for this is that I think they'll play all these young guys. They'll look at them and they'll be like, yeah, we don't trust any of these guys with the ball. <laughs> oh, that's, ba- that's bad for Kevin, though, because that means Adrian Peterson gets in play. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, listen. Uh, <laughs> we, we've talked about this, though, Kevin. I mean, think I about the possibilities here. You hate Adrian Peterson. There's a possibility that the Saints could pick him up twice and flip him twice for picks. So <laughs> as much as you hate the guy, you love picks. You, the more picks, the better. And so this right. is the ultimate 
dichotomy here where the Saints keep taking this guy you can't stand, but they might flip him for a pick again. Kevin, is it your own personal What help? a conundrum. It's a conundrum. <sighs> Is it Kevin? I was going to say fuck eight. What if they flip him for a pick and then they trade that pick down for two more? Now you're just fucking with me. (laughs) We are. Uh, That's that's why you only you you come in, you drop in like a like a special guest star on an '80s TV show, and then you leave. So we only have these 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 rare moments of of joy with you. So we have to just fuck with you for thirty minutes or so. Right. Right. So, um, before we, we get out of you, man, we do. Oh, thank, I'm, we it's need good to, to be missed. We need to. People are like, "Where's Kevin?" Seriously, on the Twitter feed, because because people come here. They come here for mediocre to bad audio and jokes. That's what they come here for. I mean, let's be real. I mean, if if they've, if they've stuck with us through all and of our travails and whatever, right? You know. So we yeah. got questions from people. So uh, Alf, Alfredo asks. What Disney World ride is worth the long wait? Alfredo, fucking none of them. None of them are worth the wait in line. You can book your fast. Is, but uh, is uh, the um, the Seven Dwarfs mine. thing still the mine yeah. uh, roller coaster? Is that still the most popular? No, the most popular thing is the Avatar ride. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And I will say... That's the best fucking ride I've ever been on in my life. Like it was amazing, but like I scheduled the fat, we scheduled the fast pass thing, so I didn't have to wait two hours for it. And if I would have waited two hours for it, I would have been like, eh, it's all right, you know. Yeah. Um, none of the rides. Are I worth- mean, we wanted to do the uh, the mine, the dwarfs mine, or whatever, but. Every, we went last year in April, and every time we walked by it, it was two hours plus. You didn't like fast pass it or get on your little app thing? And- I can't remember why. I mean, we fast passed every single ride. I mean, the whole thing was scheduled, but for some reason, we never got to that one. Yeah. I like the small world because my kid was actually excited and was one of the things he could ride. Um, it's a small a- world is the worst. Are you kidding me? No, he was. he liked it, man. It was cool. But uh, he's two and a half. Uh, yeah, so- okay, fair enough. So Mitch asks, this is a good question, Kevin, uh, building off the 06 offseason drunk history, Kevin, what if Houston had drafted Bush number one? How does the Peyton Breeze era change with Mario Williams or someone else? Do you think Reggie made that much of a difference? Uh, I think, yeah, because, I mean, what what was the – I mean – would it have, I mean, shit, would it have really been Mario Williams? Because. No, well, it would have been AJ. I mean, the only other guy in play would be Vince Young. But... No, it would have been, it would have oh, been, a, if no, the dude, Saints I were thought, taking AJ Hawk. I would have thought, yeah, AJ Hawk and Matt That's Lyon. who they were taking. They were taking Mario Williams, though, don't you think? No, I mean, no, I mean, back then, that's what, that's Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. AJ Hawk was their guy at two. Oh, Gotcha. Which is crazy because the Saints never picked linebackers, which is like that whole alternate universe is just weird. But I mean, do you think like, do you think if you don't, if they don't have Reggie Bush, would that have like changed the Super Bowl? Would they have, would they not have a Super Bowl trophy? Yeah, because AJ Hawk probably means no Vilma. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good point. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's a great fucking point. Yeah. 
And they and like and like I could I can make a case that they could have won the Super Bowl without Reggie Bush. I cannot make a case that they win the Super Bowl without Vilma. I think he was that important. Um, so that's a good question. Yeah, because as fun as fun as the Cardinals playoff game was, they didn't need Reggie Bush to win that game. No, it was a blowout either way. Uh, so um, is that I begged for questions, and that's and that's uh. All I got, I didn't even get, I didn't even get, I should have, you know what, Kevin, I should have announced that you were coming on, and then we'd have got like three or four wrestling questions for you. Oh. <laughs> the people the, want what they want, Ralph. <laughs> they do. Let's get it. Let, give us the quick 30-second uh, Kevin wrestling update. Yes. Yeah. The, um, Kevin, Ke, Kev, give us the 30-second Kevin life update for the peoples. Okay. Uh, I haven't wrestled in a while. Hopefully that'll be changing. Uh, I think I'll be wrestling uh, pretty soon, you know, hopefully by the end of the year. Uh, uh, in the meantime, I am close to hitting. Yeah, it, it, next month it, sh- it will be uh, my one year anniversary with my girlfriend. Uh, it's been very uh, nice. Been- yeah, yeah, very nice indeed. That's I who I went and hiked the mountain with uh, this this weekend, and uh, yeah, we uh, we're we're doing pretty well, and uh, yes, yeah, I'm 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 sorry I'm I'm sorry for being boring as shit in this regard, but uh, this is uh this is where I am right now. Well. One final thing, and, and Kevin, you know, me and you both hate Bill Simmons with the passion of uh, a thousand sons. A thousand sons. But I will say that Andre the Giant documentary on HBO is fucking amazing. And I hate to give Bill Simmons, he executive producer or whatever the fuck. That thing is amazing. If you're a wrestling fan, it's almost worth like subscribing to HBO, watching that, and then canceling it. Like it's that it's it's that fucking good. Like I watched it. I watched it the other day. It was amazing. Um. So that wraps it up. Speaking I would say, in I would France, say, he he was French, right? Yeah. 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 Dude, they have pictures um, of him. I, like his dr- the, the 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 stories on that thing about his drinking and just he it's it's just it's it's awesome. It's it's an awesome documentary. Like I don't know. The only like it's so good, even the like you want more. Like I wish they would have like I would have watched. I would watch like a five hour thing on him, and I'm not even I'm a, a, as big a wrestling fan as some that listen to this podcast and Kevin maybe, but I can't recommend it highly enough. So anyway, people, people, we gave you forty four minutes of a Saints podcast with absolutely no fucking Saints news. We should win a Pulitzer or something. Um, so, I would I will say that if. You don't want to pay for HBO. Uh, uh, Biography did a, a documentary about him, like many, many years ago. That has a lot of the uh, a lot of the same information that uh, that you would see in the HBO specials. Yeah. So, so that's good. So for. That's, that's, that's it. So for Kevin, who has returned the prodigal son, for Dave, who's in Delaware, and for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 